it's Mel, and you're listening to my Rough Draft podcast, where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to my Rough Draft Podcast. It's your girl Mel, and I hope that y'all have been staying safe out there. Y'all, it's crazy. It's real, real crazy out there, but I hope that y'all are staying safe. And of course, you know, I do not want to take lightly those of you who may have been impacted financially by this virus. And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast episode today, because I want to talk about, you know, a lot of us are on social media saying, you know, this is time to start the business. This is time to work on our goals. This is the time to focus, you know, on those passions and those dreams. But, you know, some of us may have small businesses and we need to seriously think about how we need to take a step back. You know, some of us may have gotten laid off and yeah, we would love to start the business or use the time, but we have to think really, really hard about the investments that we make financially. And so I understand that, you know, a lot of us are good and a lot of us are maintaining and, you know, a lot of us are just waiting for, you know, business as usual to pick back up, but I don't want to negate um, the feelings that people or the worries or the fears that people may have that want to start it, that want to be productive in this time, but that can't do it. And so today I really want to talk about how to keep it simple when it comes to your goals, when it comes to your ideas, and when it comes to the tools that you use, because I recognize that some of us have to, again, think really hard about where we're investing right now until this crisis is over. And just in general, maybe you don't have all the resources and the money to invest. And maybe, you know, you find yourself getting more frustrated with your goals and with your ideas than you do being inspired by them because you're complicating things. And so I think that this is a really perfect time when there's so much noise on social media, everybody is sharing things, which I think is good. There's nothing wrong with it, but I think, you know, we're taking in a lot of knowledge because we have now have this more, um, a lot more time on our hands, but I want to make sure that we are really honing in on who we are at the core on what God has called us to do at the core and then using what he has given us, you know? And so we're going to talk about all that today. So stay tuned. I'm excited. Now, one thing that I want to say to kind of level set is that simplification does not mean minimization, right? So just because you simplify something doesn't mean that you're giving it less value, right? So when it comes to our goals, our ideas, our tools, we're not saying to do less. We're not necessarily saying that it should mean less, but the thing about it is that simplification is really what leads to the growth that we really want to see simplification is what really maximizes our results. Because let's say, for example, you want to start a business and you want to invest in the best camera, the best business coach, the best, um, you know, courses. Let's say you want to make all of these big investments to start this business or to take another step in your business. And that's great. But and a big investment is not going to fix a bad system, right? So you can buy all the latest technology, but that's not going to fix your work ethic. You can, you know, invest in the best coaches and you can invest in, you know, the best things, but that's not going to fix you not being clear on your vision, right? And so I want us to make smart investments, not just invest and throw out all of these things, but I want us to make smart, smart investments. And I'm saying this to myself, 
health because, and I, I did a IG post on Instagram a few weeks ago of where I had to learn the very, very hard way that I needed to learn how to keep it simple when it comes to my business. When I started my blog back in 2017, I said this before, I had made all these different investments in different people and in different things and in different tools and in different subscriptions. And now that I actually have a business, that was a blog that I started back in 2017. Now that I actually have a business, I don't use even half of the costs or spend even half of the costs that I do now that I did back then. Now there will come a time, of course, as I grow that I will need to make more, um, more investments. But again, just starting out or, or starting to wanting to implement one of the ideas that you've had on your mind for a while, you know, you want to keep things simple. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. So that's why I'm so passionate about keeping it simple, because that is what really maximizes your results. Because today I am a solopreneur and I do everything myself. But if I were to have a team tomorrow, do I have a system? Do I have a standard that I can pass down to them that's simple and easy for them to use? Or am I, you know, just spending all of this money on different equipment and different people, but my overall goal is not clear. My work ethic is trash. That's going to translate over to them. And I would have made all of this investment for trash. <laughs> I know we're going we gonna to keep it real simple and straight to the point today. So I got to be kind of a uh, for real. But anyway, um, but but yes, yeah, so what I want to focus on today and I'm going to get into my points, but what I want to focus on today is building the right work ethic, make sure that we're focusing on the right things and making sure that we are maximizing the tools that we probably already have. OK, so. When it comes to simplifying my work and my business specifically, there are three common spaces that I realized I needed to simplify. And that's what I'm going to talk through today. So those three spaces are one, I needed to simplify my overall goals. Two, I needed to simplify my tools that I was using. And three, I needed to simplify my ideas. So going to go through all three. I hope you are taking notes. Please get out a notebook. Now y'all at the house. Now y'all can take out a notebook and take notes today. <laughs> um, but OK, but let's go ahead and, and jump right into the first one. So number one, when it came to simplifying my overall goal for my business specifically, I had to reconnect with my overall why. So I simplified my overall business goal by reconnecting to my overall why. And what I mean by that is that I had to take a step back, right? So I had to remove the rough draft. I had to remove me being a project manager. I had to remove, you know, the things that I do at church or in ministry. I had to remove what I do in my friendships and my family. I had to pull, push all of those current obligations to the side and reconnect with my overall purpose and re-ask myself, what am I really called to do at my core? Not in these current responsibilities and platforms that I have today, but at my core, pushing all that to the side, what has God really called me to do? So I had to re-ask myself those purpose questions of what are really my true gifts? What is the real reason I think God created me? Who do I think that God created me for? And what do those people really need right now, right? Because of course I have the rough draft. Of course I have my job. And I think that all those things are a part of my purpose. But sometimes what we can do, and I, I posted this on social media, sometimes we can limit God to our temporary platforms. So it's important for us to understand that what God has called us to do for an eternal kingdom is beyond our current temporary platforms, right? 
And so I don't want to get so caught up in my goals for the rough draft and my goals for my career and my goals for ministry. I don't want to get so caught up on what I see right now that I miss what he may be trying to do and make space for for my tomorrow. Right. And so once I've taken a step back and I said, okay, who has God called me to be? God, who have you called me to be at my core? And he says, okay, well, I have called you to bring women back to me. I have called you to evoke your generation into action um, or different things like that. Then, okay, he's given me that overall purpose. That's my overall why is to evoke action into people, to use my testimony, to point people back to him and to, you know, better, you know, our relationships as a whole. I'm giving that as an example. But if that is my overall why, then I have to take the rough draft. I have to take my job. I have to take my current, um, you know, desires of ministry. I have to take my current, you know, friendships and say, okay, do these current goals, these current aspirations, do they align with my overall why? Because what, what happens sometimes, and I've learned this in my own life, is that sometimes I can have all these goals. And again, I can become frustrated because I don't see them happening. But in reality, those goals may not really be connected to my overall why. And so instead of spending the time getting frustrated, trying to push my own agenda, I need to make sure and submit my current goals and my current platforms to my overall why. Again, because we only see what we're trying to do currently. We only see what we're trying to push currently. But I can't guarantee that the rough draft will be here. I will be doing the rough draft for the rest of my life, right? And so when I'm connected to my overall why, then I can be connected to what God may be doing for the years to come, right? So that's how we can simplify our business and our work goals by reconnecting with our bigger picture why, okay? And if you're listening to this episode and you say, well, I don't know what my overall why is, or I don't know what my overall purpose is, then at the end of the day, your overall purpose is to glorify God, right? And so you can, if that's your bigger why is to glorify him, then you can still take your current goals, your current businesses, your current ventures, your current job, and you can say, okay, am I glorifying God in these areas? Do these areas of my life, does all these areas of my life, these goals of my life, do they glorify God? And if they don't, then they're not connected to your bigger why. And so maybe there are certain things that you need to release in order to simplify your life and simplify your goals so that everything that you're doing serves your bigger purpose. Okay, so that's number one. Now, number two, I had to simplify the tools that I use for my work and my business. And I had to do that by doing four things. And this is very practical for my specific business. The four tools that I had to simplify was one, I had to eliminate my unnecessary subscriptions and I'm going to go through all four of them, but I had to eliminate unnecessary subscriptions. I had to simplify the apps and the platforms that I use. I had to make smart investments and timely investments. And I'm going to talk about that. And four, I needed to focus on consistency versus growth. And that's how I cut down all those costs. That's how I was able to be more consistent. And that's how, again, how I was able to really make sure that what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's how we keep it simple. So when it comes to eliminating unnecessary subscriptions, I had to take a hard look at every subscription that I had specifically for my business. And this is going to be a very, very unpopular opinion. <laughs> 
<laughs> because, and let me just throw out this disclaimer, investing is important. Investing in, in a new idea, investing your time, your money, your resources, that is not optional. You're going to have to invest something. So I'm not saying that you should not invest, but for example, I, you know, was I, of course, have an email list. If you're not on my email list, then, then you should get on it. <laughs> and um, there's a link in the bio, in the show notes that you can do that. But let's say starting out my blog, you know, I was paying $30 a month for an email list service provider so that I could send out blast emails to all of my subscribers, right? And let's say that I was paying $30 a month for up to 5,000 subscribers. So there's a free option that pays that, that will cover for up to a thousand people. And then it's $30 a month for up to 5,000 people. So me, I'm wanting to start this blog and I wanna be ready for the thousands, <laughs> you know, that God has called me to. So I'm paying $30 a month for this email list service provider. But then six months later, I noticed that I don't have the 5,000 subscribers that I'm paying for. I don't even have the a thousand subscribers that I'm paying for. And let I me mean, this this is this is us we're gonna have to be real, real with ourselves today, okay? So I had to take a hard look and say, okay, is this really a good investment? I know that that's where I eventually wanna go. I eventually wanna have at least five thousand subscribers on my email list, but do I actually have that today? And if I don't have that today, then do I actually need to be spending that money? Right. And it's not even just if you have the people, I wasn't even being consistent. I'm being really real. I wasn't even being consistent with my email. So what am I spending this money for every month? And just how I had to take a hard look at the subscriptions and the investments that I were, that I was making, I want you to be able to do the same. Whatever you're spending money on in your business, is this is does this really align with where I am today? Because let's say that okay, tomorrow I have five thousand subscribers, I can always you know upgrade to the next subscription and invest that if I'm getting that in return, right? But again, you want to eliminate any unnecessary subscriptions that you're not really seeing the benefit on, and that you're just not there right now, and that's okay. But that's how we can keep things simple is by kind of eliminating what's unnecessary. So. The next thing when it comes to simplifying my apps and my platforms that I use. So since I've rebranded to the Rough Draft Collective and since I've been doing the podcast, I have kind of made the rule to stick to one to two Maximum three, very, very maximum three. But I stick to maybe about one to three tools for every component of my business. And I really try to keep it to one. And so, again, this is what works for me. Do what works for you. But for me, again, I'm always on the go. I have a very demanding job. And so, the kind of the rules that I set for myself is, okay, does this app, is this app or platform mobile? Can I use it on the go? Because sometimes, you know, I'll get these ideas while I'm doing something for work. I'll get these ideas while I'm in my car and I need to be able to access it quickly. Right. But again, I, I try to use as many free apps as possible and as many few apps as possible. Now there are platforms that you're going to have to pay for. <laughs> and there are some that I pay for, but again, I try to keep it really quick easy, straight to the point. So for example, when I have any idea that comes to my mind about the rough draft, whether that be a podcast episode idea, whether that be something that I feel like my client, one of my clients should use, whether that's an idea for one of my clients, anything, any idea whatsoever that comes into my mind, I literally just put it on the notes app on my phone. It's free. 
Any download that I get from God, from other people, I put it in the notes app on my phone because again, that's quick. I can access it quickly and it's free. Then what I do is maybe once a week, I'll take all the notes that I've written in my notes app and then I'll organize it into my Google Drive app. So let's say if I have a podcast idea, then I will actually write that, transfer that podcast idea to Google Docs and I will actually write out the podcast episode in my Google Docs. Why? Again, I can do it on my computer. I can do it on my phone. It's free. It's simple. Straight to the point. Right. So I have the notes that I throw out all my ideas in. And then I have my Google Drive where I use like the mail, the calendar and the Google Docs. And I use that to kind of organize my ideas to build out, you know, documents if I need documents to work on client work um, and different things like that. That's all that I use when it comes to kind of the everyday thing. Now, when it comes to now, okay, so I do also have a journal. So if I'm like in my quiet time and I talked about this <laughs> in my episode with Tiffany, but I and I have to do this y'all because I can't have a bunch of stuff because my mind gets cluttered so, so easily. So if you're like me and you're kind of, you can be kind of scatterbrained or you're not the most organized, then this is kind of the way that I just kind of keep things super simple so that I don't overwhelm myself. So I have one journal. I have one journal that I journal in my everyday journal. I, you know, when I'm spending time with God, when I'm writing writing sermons. And sometimes, you know, if I'm in my quiet time, then God will give me an idea for my business. And so I'll write it in the journal. Right. But at the end of the day, I still transfer that over to Google Drive because that's where my, you know, all my babies, all my ideas, all my documents are. And so I do have a journal, all that to say that. But when it comes to kind of my everyday things, those are kind of the the two things that I use. And that's it. Now, when it comes to the podcast, I have three platforms that I use and and it's simple. So I, of course I bought the microphone. That was really the only investment that I made on the front end was my microphone and my editor. And I'm going to get into that, but I bought this microphone. I pay for Adobe Audition, which is what I use to record and edit my podcast. I upload my podcast into my hosting site, which I use Libsyn. And that's really it. That's all that I use for this podcast. Um, now, I did invest in an editor and I'm going to talk about this to get me started. And I hope <laughs> to invest in the editor to keep me going. <laughs> but today, currently, I keep it simple. I use my microphone that I got off Amazon for under 100 bucks. I do it on Adobe Audition because that's where I know to edit. And I upload it to my hosting site. And that's it. That's it, y'all, for this podcast. And then for um, my website, I use WordPress and I have a hosting site and that's it. Again, I try to keep it to one to two tools per component. When it comes to social media, I have one social media scheduler. When it comes to scheduling appointments, I have one scheduling platform. When it comes to having my community, I have one accountability partner, maybe two, um, depending on who you know God allows me to share with. But I keep things very, very simple. Again, we can invest in all these different things, but what how can what I ask myself is how can I maximize my productivity with what I already have? Okay. Now, eventually I do want to invest in more sophisticated tools. And so that brings me to my next point of simplifying our tools is that we have to invest smart. And again, this requires an honest evaluation. So what I ask myself is, where am I now? Where am I trying to go? And what do I really need to get there? So kind of how I process it (laughs) in my brain is, okay, If I want to, let's say, invest in 
um, a person or a freelancer to help me with something, I ask myself, okay, am I already skilled in this area? Is this something that I can learn to do myself and that I have time to learn to do on myself? Or does it make more sense for me to outsource it to an expert? Right. Um, have I a big question that I ask myself is, have I been consistent in the free or easier version before I choose to invest in something more? Right. So and I'm going to touch on that, too. But we want to make sure that we're making smart investments. And so when I think about the Rough Draft Collective, one of the, some of the best investments that I've made, one was I mentioned it before, was having a podcast consultant or editor to get me started. So I knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I did not know anything about podcasting. I just knew that I wanted to start one. I had a friend um, and she was been on this podcast, Helen Ago. Go listen to the episodes. I know, <laughs> but um, but she had had a podcast before, and she was kind of really good at that technical stuff. So we worked together, and she edited my first six episodes. She kind of got my podcast up and running, and then she also taught me, and I paid her, y'all, pay your people. <laughs> but I, but she also showed me and taught me how to edit my own podcast. So that was a really, really good investment to make because I had no idea. And to this day, I say that the podcast probably would not have started because I just I had no knowledge whatsoever of how to get it started. So she was able to get me started so that I could do it on my own. One of the best investments that I've made. Um, another really good investment that I've made is. Um, it may seem small, but another good investment that I've made is using a website template versus using a web designer for my business. Now, again, if you need a web designer and you have very custom needs, then use a web designer. But for me, on my website, I have my blog, I have my services, and then I point people to my podcast and that's pretty much it. So I didn't need a custom website for that. So I was able to spend less than a hundred dollars on a website template. And my website is beautiful. If I do say so myself, my website is gorgeous. And a lot of people think that I did use a designer and I didn't, I used a website template. So one of the worst investments or poor investments that I, and I'm going to explain myself, but some of the poor investments that I've made is one was in stock photos. So I, when I started the, when I started the blog back in 2017, I invested in like a stock photo membership and a few other memberships that I just point out blank didn't use, you know, nowadays, you know, people want to see your real life. People don't want to see, you know, the perfect little picture. And so I found personally that those were not good investments that I made. Um, another one, and I want to say this before I before I say the, another bad investment that I made. Um, a, a good investment at the wrong time is still a bad investment. So I'll say that again. A good investment at the wrong time is still a bad investment. So I talked about how I invested in a podcast consultant and editor, right? That was a great great choice. I chose to use the website template over the designer. Now, maybe one day I may need a designer, but that's not what I needed right then in that moment. Another bad investment that I made was in a graphic designer. And I've used a couple along the way, but let me say this, investing in the graphic designer was not the bad choice. That was not the issue. They did great at what they did. But what I found is that, you know, my vision was not very clear. What I was trying to do, I was kind of in that season of where I was trying to figure things out and I was trying to bring on these people to help with my graphics. And what I found is that because I was not clear, I couldn't really be clear with them. 
Right. And so I'm telling them kind of I'm telling them what I want to see based off of what I currently think the vision is. But then even since then, my vision has changed. And now sometimes I wonder, well, do these graphics really, you know, play into what I really wanted, you know, the rough draft or whichever business it was? Does it really play into what I really have, what the vision is for it today? Right. And so what I would encourage you to do, anyone to do, before they start hiring and outsourcing is that they really need to get clear on your vision because if you're not clear, they can't be clear. And so I was clear on the podcast and what I wanted it to be. So hiring someone to help me with that was very good. It was very seamless. It worked very well. But when I wasn't clear on maybe a vision for a business or a vision for like the the, the logo or whatever the case may be, and then I'm trying to bring someone in on my unclear vision, it just wasn't, it was a good investment because it was at the wrong time. And so I want you to make sure that your investments are smart and making sure that they are timely based on your clarity of what your vision is or should be. So that's how we can invest smart by not complicating things, by making the good investments at the wrong time. Next, um, how I also simplified my tools, and I'm going to move quickly, is that I focus on consistency versus growth. And I've talked about this before, but this is probably one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was how to focus on consistency. Because when I first started the blog in 2017, if I'm completely honest with myself, I allowed my consistency to be based on people's affirmations or to be based on the growth. So if it was growing, I was consistent. <laughs> if it wasn't growing, if nobody was was looking at my blog, then I wasn't consistent. And I would just kind of be like, okay, well, nobody's listening or nobody's watching. So what does it matter? Right. And that is horrible. That was the worst mindset that I could have had because if people's affirmations determine your work ethic, you will never be stable in any plan that God has for you. If we allow people to control what's supposed to be dedicated to God, then we're essentially giving people the keys to our purpose. Here, you tell us what we should do in our life. You tell us how we should move and how we should grow. That's essentially what what I, what I was saying when I was allowing other people's affirmations to dictate my consistency. So one rule that I give myself is I have a set timeline of consistency before I start investing, before I start looking at the stats and the numbers and what how people are responding. I set for myself a timeline of consistency. So um, let me give like a real life, a, a real example. So for example, if I wanted to hire a trainer, a personal trainer, and I want to get fine, I want to get snatched, I want to look good for the summer, and I want to invest in a trainer, then I make myself... I say, okay, you can invest in a trainer mail if you can be consistent with working out on your own for three months. If you can consistently work out for three months, then I will allow you, (laughs) you got to give yourself permission, y'all. I will allow you to invest in a personal trainer, right? And so that's a very small example. But again, if I'm not consistent with working out on my own, I can say, oh, I'll be consistent if I have a trainer, but let's be real, we won't. So I give myself a consistency timeline that I can do on my own and then then if I'm consistent with that, then I've proven to myself that, okay, I really am trying to do this for the right reasons. So let me 
grow by, you know, bringing on this other person. Right. So that's a very real life example. But it's the same way, even in my business. Um, when I think currently in my podcast, you know, like I said, Helen, she got me started off right now. I'm doing every single thing on my own, writing it out, recording it, editing, editing it, posting it, promoting it. I'm doing it all on my own. Right. And one of the biggest investments that I need to make <laughs> as soon as possible, hopefully, is to have a full time podcast editor because that will free up a lot of my time. Right. But I had to, again, set myself on a consistency timeline. If I can be consistent with the podcast, doing the podcast on my own for six months, then I would have proven to myself that, OK, I'm being consistent in this. I'm not allowing people's opinions to drive, you know, whether or not I'm consistent. This is something that I feel God has called me to do. So I'm going to be consistent in it regardless. And because I've been consistent for six months, then I can start to say, OK, well, let me start looking into how I can have someone edit this the way that I like it to be edited. How can I, you know, grow the podcast? How can I, you know, look more and use my stats to really, you know, grow and, and you know, increase our reach, right? But that's because I developed that initial timeline of consistency. So I really encourage you to do the same thing. You know, what is one small way that you can be consistent so that it will build your momentum for growth? Because again, simplification, consistency is what truly leads to growth. And so one bonus tip that I have that I personally do when it comes to building consistency on a very daily basis is I have this thing called a 10 minute momentum. So let's say same example that I know that I need to work out. I know that I need to be consistent in working out, but it's today and I don't feel like working out. Then what I do is I set a 10 minute momentum. So I'm saying, okay, Mel, I know you don't want to work out right now, but work out for 10 minutes. And so I work out for 10 minutes and then I'm usually in the groove. I'm usually sweating and I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep going. And I'm usually able to go for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long. Same thing. Very real example is with this current podcast. <laughs> I did not feel like writing this podcast. I did not feel like recording. I was in a mood. I didn't feel like doing it. I wanted to take a nap. And so I said, okay, Mel, write for just 10 minutes, prepare for your podcast for just 10 minutes and 10 minutes. I got, got into the groove, got into the momentum, and then I was able to do it in an hour. Now I'm recording it. I'll edit it after this and it'll be done. And so one kind of that small, very, very small rule, but it's very practical and it works is that give yourself 10 minutes to do what it is, whatever it is, whatever idea that you have, very simple, give yourself 10 minutes to work on it. And usually you'll, you'll be able to tell whether or not you, you want to build the momentum and keep growing in that. Or if you don't like doing it. And at that point, you can realize I really don't like doing this. And so I need to focus on something else. So it's a really quick tip that really works for me. So I hope it works for you too. But those tools or those kind of whatever you want to call it points are how I simplified my tools. So again, we talked about how we simplify our overall goals by reconnecting with our bigger why. And then we simplify our tools by eliminating what's unnecessary, simplifying the tools that we actually use or limiting the tools that we actually use. We make smart investments and we focus on consistency and give ourselves a timeline of consistency before we focus on growth. So again, you may or may not agree, do what works for you, but that's what works for me. Now, lastly, I want to talk about 
how I simplified my ideas. And so if you are any anywhere like me, I get a lot of ideas. <laughs> I have a different idea every single day. And again, um, sometimes I can get really frustrated because I have all these ideas in the world, but I either may not have the time to do it. I may not have the resources to do it. And sometimes, honestly, you know, I allow, sometimes we can allow social media and other people to kind of influence our ideas, right? So we see somebody do something and we're like, oh, that would be cool to do. And we put it down as an idea. And then, you know, when we, we start complicating things, Right. So we start complicating things. We start thinking about, well, I don't have the time for this or I don't have the resources for resources for that. And God may not even call us to do that. But because you saw somebody else doing it. Now we had the idea to do it. Right. So I had to really take some time to really simplify my ideas. And I currently take a lot of time to simplify my ideas. And so one thing I mentioned this before is that I have to have an honest evaluation of my current time, my current resources, and I set realistic expectations for myself. And so I touched on this before, but I have to ask myself, what can I commit to right now without stretching myself too thin? Because we can see people on social media that has multiple businesses. We can see executives on our executives on our job that, you know, may run these large departments and they may also have a family and they may also, you know, be snatched and look good. And it's like, how are they able to do all that? And I can't do all that. Like, I don't have time or I say I don't have time to do all that. Right. And we start getting frustrated or intimidated by seeing other people's timelines and seeing other what other people have the time to do and comparing it to what we have the time and resources to do. But what I have learned is that God gives us the grace for each season that we are in. And so just as God has given that executive the grace to maintain his or her family, to maintain his or her body, to maintain, you know, their 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 job, God has given you the grace to do what he's called you to do. And that grace may not look the same, right? And so if you have someone that they're just focused on school and God is giving you the grace to focus on school, you shouldn't compare yourself to me who has a job, who has a business, who tries to do all these different things because God has given us different graces for different seasons. Now come tomorrow or come a few years from now, you know, I may have a family. I may still have my job and be able to have multiple businesses and hopefully be snatched. And God will give me the grace for that season. Right. But God gives us the grace for the season that we are currently in. So that's why we cannot compare our grace for their grace, right? Because that executive probably has help or maybe they don't. And it doesn't matter because whatever God has, whatever resources, time and grace that God has given them is for them. So we have to take an honest evaluation of the time, the resources that God has graced us with, because we have everything that we need for today, right? And so and so how that translates to my ideas is that I keep track of every idea. Again, my notes app is my notes app be popping. It has all the ideas in the world. So I keep track of every idea. But what can I honestly do today? What can I honestly um, give forth my best effort for today? And so, like, for example, you know, if I'm if I have a very demanding time on my job, if I have a very, you know, doing a lot of things with my business, I may not have time to do a whole lot of other things. 
But now I'm moving into a position where, you know, some of my time on my job is freeing up. You know, I'm getting the hang of the podcast. So that's freeing up some of my time because I have a simple system that works. And now, you know, I have this space or this opening for something else that God may have may want me to invest and spend time in. And so now, you know, I can take a look at those ideas that I had or things that I wanted to focus on. And now I can start to bring in another aspect, you know, of one of those ideas. But again, I don't know that until I take a constant, honest evaluation of the time and the resources that I have. So don't overcomplicate things by trying to push yourself in a season that God has not given you the grace for is essentially what I am trying to say <laughs> in that time. So the next thing that I do when it comes to simplifying my ideas is that I limit my knowledge intake and I focus more on my application output. So I focus, I limit the knowledge that I take in and I focus more on what I am actually putting out and applying um, based off of what I've already, based off of what I've learned. And so again, we have social media, we have all these different online courses, we have all these different coaches and business owners and certain and pastors and churches and all of it is good. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But out of all of the things that I'm taking in, out of all of the knowledge that I'm taking in, how much of that am I actually applying? Right. And that goes back to, again, having an honest evaluation of your time, your resources and investing smart. If you have bought a bunch of courses, but you don't even have the time to take one, do you really need to be investing in a bunch of different courses? Take one at a time and take the course and don't just take in the knowledge, but ask yourself, what can I actually do with what I'm hearing, with what I'm learning right now? And it's the same thing that I tell y'all with this podcast. Yes, I put out podcasts every week, but I want you to be able to say, okay, what can I do with the information that you've given me today? What can I do with it today? And so again, sometimes I have, sometimes honestly, I have to, I have to take a step away from all of my favorite influencers, my favorite coaches, my biggest inspirations. You know, sometimes I just have to take a break from them because I realize that I am not applying anything that they are telling me to do. <laughs> and it goes back to um, that episode that I did with Danielle Lee, where it was like, what am I actually doing with what I know? Because sometimes we can get super frustrated and we can complicate things. Again, taking in all of this knowledge and we're like, oh, well, I don't have the resources for that. I don't have the time for that. I don't know how they're able to do that. Apply what you can today. <laughs> I'm telling myself this, apply what I can today. And one thing that I've learned is that God will honor one step. I am learning this today, literally, is that when I set realistic expectations because of what God has given me the grace to do today, then I can step out on a faith step out on faith and take one step with the idea. So for example, if I have an idea and I know that I don't have all the time and the resources to make that idea happen, then I can at least take the step to, okay, let me take in the knowledge. So let me learn a little bit about, you know, that idea that I have. Okay. So after I've taken in the knowledge, then I write out the steps that I need to take right now that may or may not change because God calls us to do things in different methods and different ways, but I'm going to at least write down every step. And then I ask myself, what's the next step that I can take? Not the full idea to make it into, into fruition, but what's the next step that I can take? And once I take that next step, then I can either see God move on my behalf to the next step. So I can always tell, like, for example, with the podcast, sometimes I'm like, 
well, I don't know if the podcast is really reaching people. And then God will give me, you know, as I, as I say, well, let me keep doing it. Let me keep being consistent. Then as I'm writing, God will give me the words to say. And that's how I know that he's being, that he's with me, that he's moving on behalf of this one step. Right. And so when you take one step, then you can either see and tell if God is moving on your behalf, if he's showing favor to you in that next step to take you to the next step, or whether you're facing some resistance and you're realizing that it's just not God's timing. And there is a difference. Now, I'm not saying that if you face an obstacle or if you face a trial, that that's God telling you not to move. But I'm saying that there's a there's a clear difference. For example, when I'm writing, I can tell when God is giving me the grace to write because it's flowing freely. It's just coming to mind and it's just flowing, whether I'm just writing a paragraph or whether I am writing, you know, a book or something like that. But then when I go to write and I'm just, nothing's coming to mind and I'm facing a constant block and I'm having to push my way, um, kind of push and force my way through, that's not flowing in God's grace. So that usually tells me, okay, God doesn't really want me to write right now. So let me try to focus on something else. And I'm able to focus on another idea. And I'm like, okay, that's, and that's how you're kind of able to, to kind of learn God's direction. What is he giving you the grace to do? Not to say that you won't have obstacles because you will, but does God give you the grace to overcome it? Right. So that's how you can, I don't, I feel like I went off on a tangent, but (laughs) that's how you can limit your knowledge and take, apply what you can and keep it simple. So, um, where was I? Sorry. <laughs> okay. So last thing, this podcast is long, y'all, but I, I think that it's really going to help us in this season. So the last thing that I do when it comes to simplifying my ideas is that I stick to what God tells me to say. Nothing more, nothing less. And you may say, well, that's simple, but a lot of us don't do it. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about it. So for example, I had the idea that I wanted to grow my social media um, outreach, right? So I wanted to get more followers. I wanted to increase my engagement. But again, I just gave the same example. I found myself going up against constant blocks where it wasn't just like an obstacle or a test. Like it was literally like resistance. Like, okay, God's trying to, God's not in this. So let me try to figure out what he's trying to say since since I'm not getting anywhere, right? And so what I learned was that that resistance was God getting me to focus on being obedient versus being known, right? So I can post motivational quotes all day, but am I really evoking people into action? And the only reason, only way that I can evoke people to action or really impact people is by being obedient to what God tells me to say, because he knows what y'all need. I don't know what y'all need, but he knows what you need. So when he gives me a word to say or to share, then, then, you know, by being obedient to that, then I'm, then I will be able to see the engagement. Right. And so I had to make the hard decision and it is a decision. It is a choice to no longer focus on my likes or my following and to more so focus on my obedience. Now, I am not saying that focusing on your growth or growing your social media is a bad thing because it's not. Again, God gives us grace for different seasons. But in my current season, God told me specifically, I want you to focus on being obedient and only sharing what I tell you to share. Now, don't get super spiritual. Does that mean that I can't show y'all my dog or I can't show y'all my 
my everyday life or I can't repost somebody else's thing. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying when it comes to what I say and what comes from me, I have to be mindful and making sure that it is obedient to what God has placed on my heart because that's what he has called me to do in this season. And what I have found is that when I was obedient to the simple thing that he told me to do to only say what I give you to say, nothing more, nothing less, my engagement grew. My followers grew. Even if it was a small thing, we have to be learn how to be happy with the small growth and the small reminders that God gives us that he's with us. That even though we are in a process, the small increase in following, the small increase in engagement, it really does matter. And so what I found is that as I became more obedient, with what he told me to say specifically on social media and not try to boost my own agenda, not trying to post motivational quotes just to say that I post it for the day. And when I really just centered in on, on posting things that were actually meaningful and that would actually help somebody and speak to somebody, my engagement grew. My DMs be popping and they actually be popping like with people who are actually saying like, no, this really helped me. Like, no, this, this really spoke to exactly what I needed in this moment. And that's not because I knew it, it's because God knew it and, and because I was obedient to what he told me to say. Now that sometimes means that I don't post at all for the week. Sometimes that means that I post three times a week. But it's but again, it is sticking to what God has called me to say in this season is how I keep it simple. And you may say, well, none of this stuff, <laughs> none of this stuff was simple to do, man. None of this is simple. Obedience is very simple. If you don't get anything else out of this episode, obedience is simple. Consistency is simple. We just don't want to do it. And so we try to overcomplicate things by distracting ourselves, by trying to put more on our plate when we're not consistent with the small things, when we're not obedient with the small things. And so that's that's really what it all boils down to when it comes to keeping things simple, especially in this season, you know, where there is a lot of uncertainty, really being rooted in the small things in our consistency and in our obedience and making sure that what we're building is what he has called us to build, making sure. And again, you're not going to always be 100 percent. You won't always be 100 percent that this is what God told you to do. But again, are you taking small steps? Are you at least using what you have? Are you making a smart investment? And as you do that, you'll begin to see either God honor that or God begin to move you in another direction. And both are okay because you don't want to build something that he doesn't have for you in this season, right? So again, focus on what he's giving you the grace to do today. Use what you have today. Reconnect, really take this time not to just mindlessly build and mindlessly consume all this information, reconnect with him, reconnect with your why for being on this earth, and then ask yourself, okay, how can I align with my overall why? And even when it comes to some who may have to take a break from their jobs, you know, this could be a time where you say, okay, what has God really called me to do in the marketplace or wherever he's called me? Um, and how can I make sure that when times do get back to normal, that is, that is not normal. I, I don't, I I personally, I'm not trying to go back to the way that things were. I'm building things right now. I'm building consistency in areas right now where I want things to be better than where they were before. And so how can you make things better? How can you reconnect to, um, to, to really build a better tomorrow? And so that's my hope and my prayer for us during this time of kind of pause. And so, yeah, that's all that I have, y'all. I know I talked for a while today, but listen, I got the time, okay? <laughs> um, but again, I'm praying for y'all. Really, 
really praying so hard for y'all. And um, just I would love for y'all to just check in with me, whether that's an email or on social media, like really let me know how how I can support you during this time, whether that's prayer, whether that's, you know, you need a, a roll of toilet paper. You know, I can ship a, a roll of toilet paper to you. Um, of course, now I got a limited amount, limited amount, but I can you know send what I have. But um, but yeah, I would love to engage with y'all on social media. Let me know how I can, you know, support you guys if you want to talk through some things or even if you have an idea that you really just need to talk through. I am here. I had the time and um, and yeah, so I love y'all so much and I will see y'all next week. God willing. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on my rough draft podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes. Now, do me a favor and please leave us a five star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world. Also, be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog, free resources, our one on one services and more. Thanks again for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.